This is a Baby Brunch podcast. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Julie, when when you hear the word autism, what kind of feeling do you do you get? Um, what do you think about? Well, naturally at the moment, I think about my son, um, but I also think about the challenges that are presented to someone with autism, families with autism. I think about the the kind of lack of understanding of pe- that people have of autism and what it entails and what it looks like. And I think of purpose. That's pretty much my purpose. What what is what is autism um, currently, and how can I change a narrative around it to be more positive? Why do you think it's so negative? Why are we so scared? It's unknown. I think lots of people, the current narrative really speaks. When you, uh, yeah, when you, you mention autism, people think of two things. They think of Rain Man and they think of people being um, interacting in ways that really don't work. So there's not a, a kind of a deep understanding of, of how it really looks and what it is. I think it's currently it's very much from a deficit point of view rather than a, a difference and like how those differences can really be integrated. I think that's what the, the that's the challenge that we have currently. You've got such a great career. I mean, your CV is outstanding from working in, in spaces where people are using sport for good to representing South African basketball, which I didn't know. Uh, that's, that's outstanding. How tall are you? I am five foot ten. Ne- yeah, nearly six foot. I mean, me too. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> thank you for representing South Africa and thank you for representing every mom that is unsure and that needs to know more about autism do we do we tell our children that they have autism yes I think it's really important because before before my son um had got his diagnosis he just thought he was just really when he was told often as well unfortunately by people that he was this really naughty you know, kid. But once he had the understanding of what autism is and how his brain works differently, it's not about being naughty and terrible and everyone hates you. It's just that your brain works differently. You have trouble with X, Y, and Z, and this is how we can help you. See, so I think it's really important that um, children are told that they are have an autism diagnosis. Definitely, you wear many hats and. Your impressive CV of doing good stands out beautifully. But if if I had to bump into you in a shopping mall and ask, who is Julie Hendricks? What would you tell them? Sure. You're right. I do wear many hats, but I, I'm a wife, a mom, a daughter, an aunt. I work in, um, currently I work in an organization that um, is about you know, executive leadership. I'm all about human potential development. That's pretty much my life's driver. That's what has got me into doing everything that I I do is about helping people achieve their potential in whatever way that might be. What makes one get to that point where you're a mom and you're a mom who has a child with challenges, but you still want to help other people? Because all of us have that desire. Some of us have that desire that you've got a little bit more capacity. And the only way that you can deal with your own situation is actually to help other people. That's how my love for giving started. You know, I, mm. I felt mm. I felt like it's a skill that I want to learn and that I wanted to become really easy, really. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I'm just really, really aware of the disparity, especially in South Africa. I mean, we lived overseas for 10 years and we all we came back and we really noticed the obvious disparity between the haves and the haves nots. And we are incredibly privileged to have access to medical aid, to have access to therapists that can assist not only our child, but to, to us as well, um, different schools and, uh, you know, And I'm so aware that there are so many people that don't have access to those things. And Mm -hmm. I struggled enormously with my privilege. And there are people that struggle a thousand times more than me. So what can I do? I'm in a position of of being able to mobilize support for people. Um, And the potential of people in environments like that is endless. So why not use my skill as an artist and my life's driver, heart-driven human potential development and desire and combine the two and really try and make a difference? When you have a baby and you think something is different, how do you find the right people to make a diagnosis? Where do you start? Yeah, well, let me me just backtrack on that. So he was only really diagnosed when he was about six or seven. So as a baby, he retrospectively, now there are indicators, like many things, um, like he he didn't sleep through the night until he's about three, woke up every kind of 90 minutes. Um, when we moved, we had big moves in our lives. He ended up stuttering so badly that he couldn't talk when he was about three. And so, you know, eventually you've just got to, you've got to place your, your um, belief and everything in the hands of professionals. Now, one of the things you do in your artist hat, if we could choose one, is Faces of Felicity. What is Faces of Felicity? Yeah, Faces of Felicity is my way of using my my art to raise awareness for autism, but also it's about um, creating a supportive network and understanding for everyone who who occupies that space. It's a very simple-looking face, so the idea is the simplicity of life versus complexity of emotion and that's something that people on the spectrum and not just the spectrum but um neurodiverse space have some difficulty with is understanding the the slight nuances of facial expression and therefore how that person is feeling so it's like a theory of mind and context blind and all these things and these things you get to understand if you're in this in the space you know if you occupy this kind of space and you have access to therapists so it's very unobtrusive way of introducing this to people it it has a a simple aesthetic so the first thing that I want people to do is go oh that's an interesting looking cup that's nice and then someone goes oh do you know what this is about this is about you know neurodiversity and autism and they go oh my goodness you know I know this guy down the road called Fred and he was always been a bit odd but I wonder why maybe it's that I don't know or Mm. I have this friend Jane and she's always so tired because she's got the son or this daughter you know maybe I'll just go and take her a cup and say I see you I understand and that's that's also another big thing I want to do it's like someone would be having a cup of coffee um out of a mug or looking at it some art or um you know lying in a bed with Felicity Linen and knowing that someone somewhere else in the world is doing the same and saying I see you with great empathy and understanding for the journey traveled because the the neurodiverse parenting um 
experience can be quite isolating at times. Mm. You you often feel like you you want to tell people about it and you want people to understand why you like that, but you also don't want to be the person that's complaining all the time, you mm. know. So, but if you know you have this network of other people that you know you can just be you know raising a, a glass of or a cup of coffee going okay I know there's someone else I see you mm-hmm. and you know that someone else is doing the same and I think that's that's the idea of what I'm wanting to do with this with faces of felicity you you said it I mean parenting in itself there's no better time to create groups of people and saying come and slot in mom come we will come to you you can be part of everything come sit next to us you know mm-hmm. uh, you're a parent mm, you're, similar, a mom, yeah. you're, you're not alone more so that if you think that something is different or out of place, you know, that we mm, open these mm. conversations and we talk about it more and more. What made you want to build a network of support and empathy? Was it was it your son? Or did you think that there's more to, to your story and your passion? Yeah, it was definitely my son. But also, again, let's kind of backtrack a bit. Because when I initially started it, I, I said that a percentage of my the sales of all my products would go to an organization called the Neurodiversity Center. And we raised some money through them through sales of products. And I ran the Cape Town Half Marathon. And I did all sorts of things for them. But then I realized that, they, you know, um, they're an amazing organization, but their reach is limited. Um, so why why limit the reach to one organization? Why not, you know, extend it? So I've actually set up a thing called the Felicity Fund, which is proceeds of sales and those sort of things are going to fund pro bono work in the neurodiverse space. So yes, it was my son, but it's also um, about what what difference can I make in the world with what, I, you know, what talents I've been given? What can I do to make a difference? So my question to you is what difference can you make with Faces of Felicity? I'm looking at the range online and it's amazing. I mean, it's beautiful and it it could be linen and it could be mm. crockery with a message. <laughs> and so Absolutely. Yeah. what difference do you want to make? I want to change the narrative around um, autism and neurodiversity, number one. So as I said, currently there seems to be a, a deficit model, but we need to change change the narrative in terms of what's possible. And I, uh, to the extent of even you know corporates, they have these amazing DNI diversity and inclusion policies, which is amazing. But have you have you have they really thought about including neurodiversity into those um, policies? So we all talk, all they all talk about you have to be in, you have to innovate to be relevant and so on. But you're all hiring people who think the same, who've had the same qualifications, have the same, you know, that kind of thing. So why not get someone who who thinks completely differently and then suddenly comes up with the most amazing ideas? So that's the number one. I really want to change a narrative and change the the inclusion of neurodiversity into DNA policies um, across across spaces. But uh, I also want to really make people aware that it's okay that they can reach out to someone else if if they need to, you know. And I think um, so we I've got faces of felicity, which is a very f- female kind of driven thing. But we also have Fred, 
that you'll see in the Instagram feed. There's there's Fred as well. And there's a baby called Faith as well. There's a whole family. But I think not only women, because women are much, much more at ease about sharing and sharing how they're feeling. But I think we have to be very cognizant of the, the male and the father experience as well mm. in, in, in this. And I think it's often underplayed and not spoken about enough. So it's really about building connections of people and support network where people know that they can reach out if they want to. You anyone's welcome to reach out to me I will talk to anyone and be as supportive as I can be or you know pass you on to someone else who perhaps is more relevant to be able to support you better than I am well autism is a word that most of us have gotten used to but the question is what is neurodiversity we asked our experts Hi, Baby Brunch. This is Nolene de Goede here. I'm the Executive Director of the Neurodiversity Foundation. I know many of you have not heard the word neurodiversity before, so I would like to quickly explain what it is. It basically means that it's a different way in brain functioning, so a variation in brain functioning. Having a neurodivergent brain means you've got a normal brain. It's just wired differently. And it then impacts on the way the person interacts with and experiences the world around them. It can also then impact on things for that person, such as their mood, um, how they make decisions, sociability, communication, their attention span, emotion, definitely sensory processing, executive functioning, and their behavior as well. If I, for instance, think of a child that takes something very literally, like my son, the teacher will say, I will be with you now. And he sat there very baffled in grade one and didn't understand why didn't the teacher walk over immediately when she said, I'll be with you now. And he had to theoretically learn that social nuance that we as neurotypical people do understand. A lot of these individuals don't understand that and they have to theoretically learn what it means. I think it's also important to know that being neurodiverse does not only refer to having autism. There's many other conditions that falls within the neurodiversity spectrum, if we can call it that. Things like hyperactivity, attention deficit disorder, or previously we spoke about ADD and ADHD. OCD forms part of it. Anxiety is definitely also part of this whole spectrum. And what's also important to know is that you don't necessarily just have one condition. You could have autism and also anxiety and ADHD. So there's an overlap of conditions that also takes place. And that's why it's so important that if you suspect something, that you get a proper diagnosis from somebody that really specializes within the field of neurodiversity. And the last thing I think I want to say is that, yes, having a neurodivergent brain comes with many obstacles and challenges. But most people do not recognize the positives that comes along with such diagnosis and that we should start focusing and create awareness also about the positive of having a neurodivergent brain. If you start suspecting that there might be something a bit off or a bit wrong or your child is different than some of the other children around or they struggle with anxiety um, and there's little quirks and things, it's very important that you go and take your child for a proper diagnosis. You can either take them to a psychologist or you can take them to a psychiatrist or you can take them to a pediatric neurologist. There's many of these individuals that specifically specializing in neurodiversity 
If you want to also, there's a place called the Neurodiversity Center. For short, we call it the NDC. And they've got branches across South Africa. And if you Google them, you will find them. They specialize in all the neurodiversity conditions and also the overlap of these conditions within the individuals. So it's very important to go to somebody that really knows what they're talking about. So all of this that we're talking about could be quite a mouthful. And even I'm feeling overwhelmed just thinking of where to start. How was Faces of Felicity started and how can we make a difference in the world? So Felicity was started, I I saw a really nice, simple doodle through someone's um, window. And then I went home and did very similar. And it kind of resulted in a a very female face. And as I said earlier, I love words. So I was like looking at an alliteration. So it's a female face. What is a face beginning with, um, I mean, a, a name, female name beginning with F and Felicity. So what does Felicity mean? And it means happiness, like Felice Navidad. But amazingly, the secondary meaning to it is finding the appropriate expression for your thoughts. I mean, serendipity is my favorite word in the world. And there you go. There's nothing more serendipitous than that. So then Felicity Felicity was born from there. Autism, neurodiversity. If we want to change the world for good, where would we start? I think, you know, and much like anything in, in your families and your com- in communities, they're all the, you know, speak about it. Don't, it's not something that should be hidden or not spoken about. Or, you know, if you, if you know someone that has some challenges, you know, talk, talk to their parents and so on. But then it's also, you, you mentioned something, how can you get involved? So we, we're starting a thing called Faces of Felicity and Friends, where it's literally just a group of 10 women or, or currently, um, around a cup of coffee and a cup of, you know, some cake and just, just chat about it, build those communities. So if you, you know, want to host one of those, let me know. And it, like, let's just build a community of support and understanding. Mums, if you want to join Felicity in our mission, you know, you're welcome to follow us on Instagram at, at Faces of Felicity or on Facebook at Faces of Felicity. You can buy some of these amazing products. Faces of Felicity Cups on the White House store at bedbathhome.co.za or you can see follow us on all our um, social media to see when we're having our next get-together. What do you want to say to every mom who feels overwhelmed on this day where we are creating awareness on autism, not just in South Africa but around the world and where we go? It doesn't matter who you are. You're a human and you were born for a reason and you were born to change the world for God. What do you want to say to every mom and dad and partner who's listening right now? It's actually just three very simple words. It's I see you. That really is it. That's often the most powerful thing for people to know that they are seen and understood and their journeys are, are empathized with. I really, I really see you. It's really beautiful. You get me crying. Thank you, Julie Hendricks. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.